Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, man, I'm still laughing. Uh, Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning. You know, we kicked off the show Tuesday morning, and I, uh, my random start for Tuesday morning was, was talking about how Lloyd Austin done done it. That's right. Lloyd Austin done done it. The Secretary of Defense. He ruined the annual January 6th celebrations that the Democrats and the liberal mob media always love to have. They love January 6th. They love to celebrate January 6th. Now, they put on their sad emoji face, but they love it. It's their annual January 6th celebrations, and it goes on all week long, uh, frankly. But Lloyd Austin screwed it up, screwed up the news cycle. And I based that off of a uh, some great information uh, and some great tweets that were put out by Christina Wong, who is a national security correspondent for Breitbart News. She was with ABC News before that. And uh, which, by the way, shout out to our friend Bill Knowles, ABC News uh, from the University of Montana School of Journalism. Uh, anyway. So, you know, we were talking about that Tuesday morning on the show, and I think uh, John Jackson, I don't think he, he caught the very open of the show at 6.06 in the morning, but I was BSing with him about it later in the morning on Tuesday. And he had just the funniest line. I said, hey, John, I don't know if you heard me going off about this earlier, but I was I was joking about how, you know, Lloyd Austin ruined their January 6th celebrations. And you know what John Jackson's reaction was? He, he was thinking of Forrest Gump. Sorry, I ruined your Black Panther party. <laughs> That's what Lloyd Austin did. Sorry I ruined your Black Panther party when he, uh, you know, uh, basically uh, went MIA for several days, didn't inform anybody, didn't inform the White House. And then the the the, uh, the uh, partisan Democrat spokesperson uh, folks at the Pentagon uh, were, were downplaying it, were lying about it, covering the whole thing up. And so anyway, big fiasco. And that that took their annual January 6th celebrations off the uh, you know, the top uh, of, of, the, of the headlines. Anyway, we're going to talk with Christina Wong from Breitbart News about that story and much more. She's going to be joining us here live uh, later on in this 6 o'clock hour of the show. It's pretty rare that we'll have a, a live interview here in the 6 o'clock hour of the show. Usually we're just getting rolling, chatting with you. Sometimes we'll get a few phone calls. But, uh, but no, we're, that's going to be a, a great conversation coming up here uh, later this morning. And then, hey, it's Thursday. we got our friend David Noble in the house. Uh, always has a good woke update of the week for us. Man, I I was thinking I was going to talk more about the Attorney General's uh, testimony on Capitol Hill yesterday, but but I tell you what, we covered tomorrow's uh, tomorrow's news today, oftentimes, and so so it, what could have been the biggest story of the day today, we we covered it in full yesterday and played his uh, his uh, testimony um, uh, calling for the impeachment of Sec Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. We played that live for you yesterday, so we got a lot to come for you today. Later on in the 9 o'clock hour of the show, big news out of Glendive, Montana, a $125 million investment. This is big economic development news, and we're going to have the CEO of this ammunition company. There's an ammunition company that's going to be uh, locating in Glendive, Montana, a $125 million investment that was announced by Montana Governor Greg Gianforte yesterday. I actually met the CEO in Kalispell last summer during the Governor's Cup, uh, uh, the Governor's Cup events with the Montana Chamber, and uh, yeah, so anyway, great news for Glendive in Eastern Montana. Here is your Montana news. 
Representative Matt Rosendale has submitted articles of impeachment against Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. This action stems from much more than just the recent absence for medical reasons. As we know, an official can be impeached for high crimes and misdemeanors. Colerate reports that Rosendale is pursuing Austin for endangering national security. This has been prompted mainly by the China spy balloon incident last January and February. Rosendale points to a documented timeline that shows the administration's knowledge of the balloon days before its infamous flight over Montana and the continental U.S. He alleges Austin intentionally withheld knowledge of the aircraft from the American people. Quote, this is a problem with the confidence we are losing in our institutions right now, Rosendale said to Color 8. The leaders are not telling us the truth about what's taking place, unquote. That's the Montana News Minute. I'm Travis Lee. Here's a look at your real weather for Billings and Bozeman. This guy's still cloudy. Today we'll see some light snow and flurry activity at times as well, with accumulation staying light. Temperatures will, meanwhile, top off at around the lower to middle teens for highs. For tonight, looking at more light snow and flurry activity with an inch top to two inches in spots with low temperature readings back to around 10 to 14 below. More light snow continues on Friday. This is weatherology meteorologist Paul Trombley. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana statewide. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, uh, 406-294-0970 is the number. If you got something you want to sound off on this morning, you got something you want to whistle about, 294-0970, or you can message us on our Montana Talks app. Uh, let's see. Let's let's just go through some of the messages that have come in over the past 24 hours. Lucas and Broadview, I get a kick out of this one. I haven't heard this, Nick. <laughs> have they called... Uh, Chris Christie. Has anybody ever called him this nickname before? The Crisco Kid? Uh, <laughs> Crisco Christie dropped out of the race. Another Democrat leaving the Republican candidate pool. Finally, uh, that was from Lucas in Broadview. Uh, man, that's pretty funny. Has anybody ever called Christy the, uh, the Crisco kid? Uh, yeah, we, by the way, um, when I start getting into some of our, uh, uh, sound bites and audio clips that we pulled together for you here this morning, yeah, uh, the Crisco kid got caught on an open mic moment yesterday, uh, where he, uh, well, here, here, I'll just play it for you here. Uh, Bill Malusion, Fox News, uh, radio's Bill Malusion. Shared this audio. Yeah, Chris Christie before dropping a former New Jersey uh, governor. The, remember the guy uh, known for his infamous hug with Barack Obama the week before the election? They went for a nice long walk on the beach, had the big hug. And uh, anyway, uh, and a lot of people think that that's part of, partly what helped tank Mitt Romney in the 2012 presidential uh, election. And then, of course, uh, Chris Christie, what does he do? He wants to spend the entirety of 2024 trying to tank another Republican uh, presidential candidate. But here's the hot mic mo moment for you. He officially dropped out of the race yesterday, if you missed it. You know. Yeah. Oh, when you give land to China and places like that. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. I mean, look, she spent $68 million so far. She's on TV. Spent 68 million so far, 59 million by DeSantis, and we spent 12. I mean, who's punching above their weight and who's getting a return on their investment? You know, 
And she's going to get smoked. And you and I both know it. She's not up to this. She's still 20 points behind Trump in the right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's, gonna, he's still going to carry out, right? Yes. Always. I, t- yeah, I talked to DeSantis calling me. Yeah, anyway, there he said, then the audio cuts out. I think they'd realized, oh, they got a hot mic, hot mic, hot mic, which, uh, you know, you pretty much have to assume the mic is always hot. Uh, But anyway, yeah, he basically was saying that Nikki Haley is going to get smoked by Donald Trump. And the other thing that that I just heard there at the end is, well, yeah, and Ron DeSantis is going to drop out after Iowa, right? That's what that's what somebody else who was who was heard in the hot mic moment there was saying off camera. Uh, Yeah, that was pretty interesting. Donald Trump, he did a Fox News town hall last night and uh, and he mentioned Chris Christie. He said, you know, for the first time ever, Chris Christie was probably right. Well, you know, you have Democrats in New Hampshire and they vote and you have independents in New Hampshire in large numbers and they vote. And I have polls that show me leading by a tremendous amount in New Hampshire and a lot in Iowa and nationwide we're leading by almost 60 points so I'm not exactly worried about it I understand New Hampshire very well I've won it twice and did very well with New Hampshire I love the people they love me I think Uh, we did a good job for New Hampshire economically and even from the standpoint of the military taking care of the vets and I think we're going to do very well in New Hampshire now you know Chris Christie was uh, in and uh, he got a hot mic I heard about I thought actually the biggest story wasn't the fact that he dropped out nobody cared too much about that but he had a hot mic where he was talking to somebody about uh, the weather and he happened to say that she doesn't have what it takes she'll be creamed in the in the election and I mean I know her very well and I happen to believe that Chris Christie's right that's one of the few things he's been right about actually uh, that was a, one of the funny back and forths. We got some other highlights uh, from the Trump town hall on Fox News last night that I want to share with you here in the six o'clock hour of the show before we get to our conversation with Christina Wong from Breitbart News. Uh, Chris Christie's name also came up. You know, the, uh, Brett Baer and Martha McCallum were trying to get the news out of Donald Trump. Who would your vice presidential pick be? Who would your VP pick be? And he said he knows who his pick's going to be. And they, I think they joked, oh, is it going to be Chris Christie? Uh, yeah, that one I can tell you it will not be the VP candidate. Let's ask you a follow-up on that about who would be in your in your cabinet, in your administration. Mm-hmm. If you are the nominee, which I know you expect to be, who would be in the running for vice president? Well, I can't tell you that, really. I mean, I know who it's going to be. Give us a hint. I'll give you, we'll do another show sometime. Well, what about any of the people who you've run against? Would you be open to mending fences with oh, any sure, of them? Oh, sure, I will. I will. I've already started like Christy better. I don't see it. I don't see it. That would be an upset. Christy for vice president. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, I'd like to announce... Oh, that's just that's just hilarious. I mean, this just shows how this guy has the connection with the people, the connection with the crowd. He just has a way, the charisma, the ability to connect with people. Uh, I, I didn't get a chance to watch the uh, the Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, uh, CNN conversation last night, but but you know, I'm sure there was good policy conversations. I'm sure you know, but 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 do they have the ability to connect with the American people the way that Donald Trump? has been able to connect with the American people. That's one of the, the questions I think I, I saw somebody commenting on. Uh, Trump, what what about retribution? Is he going to enter the White House and is he going to be consumed by retribution towards his political enemies? You know, kind of like all of his political opponents are trying to throw him in jail right now. He says the ultimate retribution 
is success. That's going to be the ultimate retribution is just delivering for the American people and, and achieving for the uh, victories for the American people. Uh, we've got an extended audio clip there. That, that's the other big highlight we've got from the Trump town hall last night. Uh, and then, man, you know, I was I was so busy following the uh, Mayorkas impeachment hearing featuring Montana Attorney General Austin Knutson. Boy, I I missed the Hunter Biden craziness, the Hunter Biden circus on Capitol Hill. So we'll jump into that a little bit as well. And and your phone call. Montana's Attorney General Austin Knutson testifying on Capitol Hill in support of the impeachment of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Aaron Flint here with Montana Talks. That testimony took place shortly before 9 a.m. on Wednesday, and we already had the audio for you live on this show. We're going to talk more about the back and forth with uh, the members of Congress. That'll be coming up on Thursday's show, plus big economic development news for Glendive. Thursday's Montana Talks statewide, 9 to 10. Good morning, everybody. It's time for your Daybreak Egg Report. I'm Russell Nimitz, and thanks for being with us here on the Western Egg Network. Well, as we continue our coverage this morning from the American Sheep Industry Association's annual convention here in Denver, Colorado, one of this year's convention highlights was certainly the opportunity on Wednesday to tour Colorado lamb processors and rural feeders in eastern Colorado. Now, our coverage is sponsored by the American Lamb Board, which welcomes Catherine Harper from Colorado and Steve Bredding from Delaware to its board. For more information on the entire ALB board, Lamb Summit 2024, targeted grazing workshops, and a whole lot more, just visit Board. Well, Colorado lamb feeder Spence Rule explains why he and others decided to invest in Colorado lamb processors and bring it online for both producers and consumers. Well, as you know, I think, Russ, Colorado is the largest lamb feeding state in the United States. Uh, We have the biggest production here, so it's an area that really needed it. Denver is, is encroaching upon the agricultural industry completely, so... It was our thought about three, four, or five years ago that uh, we needed to take care of some of the people that didn't have their own processing facilities but were still breaking a lot of product. They were starting to get kind of pushed to the side, and, and everybody wanted them to go imported. So Steve Raftopoulos, Mike Harper, and myself decided at that time we would try to put up a plant without a break. We don't run a break. We don't want to compete with those people in that part of the industry. We just wanted to harvest lambs, feed lambs. And produce stuff that that we think consumers want. So that was the brainstorming behind building this plan. And, of course, the U.S. sheep industry wouldn't be what it is today without the lamb feeding and lamb processing industries. Stay with us. We'll have more ag news right after this. It's that time of year again. We want to invite you to join us for Montana Farmers Union's annual women's conferences. We are again offering two conferences this year, one in Miles City, February 2nd through the 4th, and one at Fairmont Hot Springs, February 9th through the 11th. Both will be packed full of educational opportunities, networking, and women who are dedicated to Montana's rural communities and agriculture. To learn more about the agendas and to register, please visit MontanaFarmersUnion.com. Cattlemen, this message is for you. With the record high cattle prices this year, Are you going to need to defer some of that income to the next tax year? I'm Aaron Oxart with Montana Livestock Ag Credit, and we can issue an irrevocable standby letter of credit in favor of the seller to secure a deferred contract of your qualified ag commodity sale. You don't have to be a customer to take advantage of this. 
Give Montana Livestock a call at 1-800-332-3405 to find out more details or check us out at ag-credit.com. Hello, cattle producers. If you're looking for some high-quality bred heifers or stock cows, today at Dillon Livestock Auction in Dillon, Montana, is your opportunity. That's because selling will be several nice strings of bred cattle, including a 250-head dispersion out of twin bridges of also young, one-iron, home-raised, bred black cows, and a load of bred heifers. Lots of other nice offerings sell as well. Now, sale time on the bred females is 1 o'clock. And remember, you can always bid online at CattleUSA.com. And finally this morning, according to the USDA, U.S. wheat imports are forecasted to be at their highest in six years. They say consecutive years of drought in key U.S. growing regions of hard red winter wheat have tapered U.S. output, elevating domestic prices in which millers have had to seek less expensive sources. For the Western Egg Network, I'm Russell Nimitz. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, this is an extra special uh, piece of pathetic journalism from the New York Times here. You shouldn't even call it uh, journalism. I was scanning some additional news headlines uh, while I was listening to the Farm and Ranch report there. Look at this headline from the New York Times. A city's campaign against homelessness brings stories of violence. And they're talking about Kalispell, Montana. It, okay, you left-wing crackpots at the New York Times. Oh, oh, the city's campaign against homelessness brings stories of violence. Violent transients don't bring violence. No, 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 no. No, people complaining about violent transients brings violence. This is, this is why the, the media is so destructive and so divisive and so dangerous is it's, 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 it's liberal garbage like this that's in the New York Times today. A city's campaign against homelessness. Hey, New York Times, you, you, maybe, maybe you should go talk to, to the, the family and friends of the guy who ran a gym in Kalispell who got murdered by a transient. And, and oh, no, 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 but it's, it's people who complain about violent transients. They're the ones that are responsible for violence. These freaking crackpots. It's so disgusting. All right, let's get into the phone lines here. we got Nancy and Roundup. Nancy, good to hear from you. Hey, good morning, everyone. Uh, Aaron, that was just such an excellent program you put on yesterday, and everybody here in uh, Montana appreciates uh, your effort as well as Travis Lee, your producers. And I tell you, God bless uh, Attorney General Austin Knutson. I... I just really admire that man. He is just absolutely fantastic. Um, before I get into uh, Matt Rosendale, because I heard something disturbing on a uh, Fox News interview about with him, and uh, I just want to say quickly about the Hunter uh, Biden hearings. I watched the whole thing live on uh, Rumble with uh, the Betty Johnson show, and I'm going to tell you, as soon as Marjorie uh, Taylor Greene, uh, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, got set to... Um, questioned him, he got up and ran out of the hearing room, and there were three cameras that caught Hunter Biden sprinting down the hallway, and the one that NBC had actually caught him from the front, and it looks like he had a wet spot between his legs, and he may have urinated in his pants, <laughs> and it, it was really, well, it's actually pathetic because this is a man, what, 54, 55 years old, and he is so screwed up due to bad parenting 
on uh, Jill and Joe Biden's uh, watch. It, 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 it was just well, they're enabled. They've enabled the guy. They've emboldened the guy. I mean, you know, nobody, nobody, you know, people aren't going to have perfect kids, even if they're good, they're good parents. They're not going to have perfect kids, but they have enabled this guy and, and they have participated in his corruption with the communist Chinese. I love the uh, I love the uh, the Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, reaction. Here you go. Gentlemen, time's expired. Chair recognized Miss Green from Georgia for five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, excuse me, Hunter. Apparently, you're afraid of my words. Whoa. Oh. I'd like to reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman. Wow, that's too bad. Yeah, he walked out. He's afraid of MTG. I love the, oh, bless his little heart, Southern Raw. Fox News, and I'm Chris Foster. Four days to the Iowa caucuses, the far and away front runner in the polls, Donald Trump, says at a Fox News town hall event, with all he's been through, it'd be normal to want retribution against his enemies. I'm not going to have time for retribution. We're going to make this country so successful again. I'm not going to have time for retribution. And, and remember this. Our ultimate retribution is success. Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis debating on CNN. I don't think that President Trump is the right president to go forward. I think it's time for a new generational leader that's going to go and make America proud again. That's what I'm going to try and do. He said he was going to build a wall and have Mexico pay for it. He did not deliver that. He said he was going to drain the swamp. He did not deliver that. He said he was going to hold Hillary accountable, and he let her, let her off the hook. He said he was going to eliminate the debt, and he added $7.8 trillion to the debt. So we need to deliver and get this stuff done. America's listening to Fox News. All right. We got uh, the great Christina Wong from Breitbart News joining us uh, here shortly. Uh, first, let's go back to Nancy and round up. Nancy, you wanted to say something about uh, Congressman Matt Rosendale, something you heard on Fox, I think it was. Yes, um, he was attacking, uh, he was talking naturally about finances and our debt, but he was also starting to attack uh, Speaker Mike Johnson, and uh, the interviewer from Fox asked him, uh, would, would you do the same thing to him that you did to McCarthy, and he didn't answer, and what I want to say is that the interviewer at Fox News uh, said that uh, Mike Johnson did the same thing that Kevin McCarthy did. Uh, and, of course, Mike Johnson explained all this, especially on the Hugh Hewitt show yesterday morning, that, you know, they have no choice because the Republicans have such a small uh, minority uh, in Washington, D.C. right now, that there's times where they have to compromise with the Democrat Party. And so I'm worried that uh, Matt Rosendale, uh, if they go after another uh, GOP speaker, it's going to be devastating, and we're never going to recover from this as a party. And all I want to say is that if we need to see... Matt Rosendale and others in the GOP uh, push unification of the party. This is a, an election year, not division. So if anybody listening, if you have any influence over Matt Rosendale, please, please. <laughs> Trying to convince him to, to lay off the. I don't know. If, I don't know if they do. I don't know if. I don't know if he's listening to any of his friends because a lot of his friends are telling him to stay in the house and not run for the Senate. And uh, I know. I, they, I, I, I I'm worried th about this. I'm worried about it. We need to unify. It's 2024. Come on. Get well, uh, the Senate and the Congress and the House back to the GOP and, and let's back Trump. Yeah, you know, it's – yeah, here's the deal. Whether and, – and I don't like this latest spending top line number either. Uh, you know, even former Speaker Gingrich said don't do it. Uh, but look, at, at the end of the day, whether it's Mike Johnson or whether it's Chip Roy or Matt Rosendale – 
whoever the Speaker of the House is. If you don't have the votes, you don't have the votes. Uh, so, so that's where things stand. All right, Nancy, great to hear from you. Christina Wong with Breitbart News already on the phone lines with us here. I know we've only got a quick minute before our break, and then we'll chat more with you after that. But it's been a crazy 24-hour news cycle, hasn't it, uh, Christina? Hey, Aaron. Yes, it has. I mean, it's technically lasted longer than 24 hours. <laughs> That's mean, right. Defense Secretary Austin, he's still in the hospital. I think he went in January 1st, and as of yesterday, he was still there. So this has been like a week of uh, news. Yeah, uh, that was the big story. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin going MIA. Some called it AWOL and and White House. uh, No communication whatsoever. And then you had Hunter Biden's uh, circus yesterday. And then you had the Mayorkas impeachment hearing. So uh, no shortage of things to talk about this morning. (laughs) Yeah, it's been pretty crazy. It's probably not going to slow down up until the election. That's right. Well, stand by Christina Wong, a national security correspondent for Breitbart News. She's, she was with ABC News before that. Uh, definitely one of the must-follow Twitter accounts at x.com. Uh, we're going to talk more with her here uh, right after the break. But, uh, yeah, she called in a little early, so great to say hello here uh, before we jump into the thick of things here uh, right after this quick break right here on Montana Talks. Got some great messages on the app to share as well. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right, yeah, jumping back into it. Here's a we heard from Nancy in Roundup uh, and talking about Trump, talking about congressional politics and more. We also got a message from Monty in Roundup. I, I shared a a funny message from Lucas in Broadview that came in on the app earlier. Crisco Christie dropped out of the race. Another Democrat leaving the Republican candidate pool. Finally, uh, here's what Monty and Roundup had to say. Chris Christie just figured out that his three friends are not enough people to get him elected. The establishment must have realized that his hatchet job wasn't working and he needs to get out of Nikki Haley's way. Uh, they're not going to be able to push her over the line either. That was from Monty and Roundup. But let's jump into it with uh, Christina Wong, national security correspondent with Breitbart News. So, Christina, um, uh, Tuesday morning on the show, I, I think I'd uh, seen a, a tweet from you uh, via X.com. And you made a great point about how, man, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, he totally, you know, the, the Democrats got to be mad at him because he totally pushed the January 6th propaganda off off of the the news for the entire week and and so I was I was joking earlier in the in the day about how you know you done done it Lloyd Austin you screwed up their <laughs> you screwed up their annual January 6th celebrations I mean the Democrats love January 6th and the media loves January 6th they have to put on their sad face and pretend but they love it right yeah you know what really shocked me is that the mainstream media, they were all over the Austin story, his disappearing. So, you know, Democrats couldn't do anything about it. So on the Sunday shows, uh, they even covered uh, Austin's disappearance, asking, you know, all their guests. And so they couldn't just focus on January 6th. And then you had the White House uh, shortly after announced that they were doing an investigation or their own review on the DOD. So, I think I think Democrats, the White House, they must be really pissed about this because this makes the Joe Biden administration just seem completely 
inept <laughs> and untransparent, if, that, if that's the right word, non-transparent maybe. But just, you know, they they pride themselves on their, you know, supposed transparency and adults being in back and, and everything. And then this is a complete, I'm not going to swear but it's a complete clown show. <laughs> you well, you, we just we just reference Adam Schiff, and you can call it a complete Schiff show on the radio. Yeah, we <laughs> we can't cuss on the radio, but but you can call it a complete Schiff show. The, well, the other uh, thing that yeah. the other thing that was hilarious was so later in the day on Tuesday we we have uh, uh, the Joker from Twitter with us, and he's a character. He's got over ninety thousand followers on Twitter. Retired federal law enforcement officer lives here in Montana, and and it, he is the Joker. But anyway, I, I was telling him about your story and you know you done done it lloyd austin and you know his response to, to lloyd austin screwing up their january 6th celebrations was he, he quoted forrest gump i'm sorry i ruined your black panther party <laughs> <laughs> just hysterical yeah no i I'm, I'm glad i got to cover something else other than you know the overwrought uh january 6th celebrations as you say so completely blew it up you know for days they've been preparing and and even afterwards too but yeah thanks thanks to lloyd austin but you made a great point uh, also another point you you shared via x.com was the fact that that hey this this comes down from the top. The message comes down from the top. And if Joe Biden's on vacation all the time, and if Joe Biden is is out of pocket, well, of course, not only can the Secretary of Defense just be completely out of pocket and not tell anybody, and then at the same time he's out of pocket, his deputy is on vacation and out of pocket, and then the chief of staff, you know, was out of pocket. They were all out of pocket. You know, that's a great point. I don't think I've made that exact point yet that everyone uh, was completely as you say like on vacation or sick out of pocket so so biden has spent more than 40 percent of his presidency in 2024 on vacation and so i think he took uh like a christmas vacation and then i think he, he went and then he went to the virgin islands again um for new year's and so he came back on january 2nd and on January 1st is when uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin went to the hospital. So you've got like a small amount of time where, you know, both were essentially gone. You know, it, it, I don't know, you know, how um, wired in Biden was to everything, um, you know, or even Austin, even though he was rushed to the hospital in, in an ambulance that night. He had not yet transferred his duties to the defense secretary, the deputy defense secretary. So there was a time when maybe, you know, you have to ask who was in charge at that time. What if something happened? And, you know, I recall back in 2020, there was a um, crisis. There was an emergency uh, in Iraq. So what happened um, there? Do you remember when? Iran-backed militia were attacking U.S. contractors and troops in Iraq at that time. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. That, you know, there, exactly. There was kind of a um, a increase of, of conflict back then. Um, basically, the Iranian-backed militia were doing the same thing then as they are now, and and I I think they shot down like a some U.S. drones, and, and Trump warned them not to do anything, and. Um, so anyway, what happened was Iran-backed militia attacked the U.S. embassy in Iraq, and the 82nd Airborne was actually deployed 
to uh, Iraq at that time. And I know because that was, um, I, I believe it was New Year's Eve, and I was traveling, and I, I stopped to cover it. And so, you know, a lot of things can happen during the holidays. You know, that's probably when adversaries take advantage of opportunities. You know, you had U.S. troops attacked on Christmas Day, one critically injured. So the holidays and transition periods are a time when our adversaries like to catch us off guard. And, you know, so these, the Pentagon says it's a hypothetical to ask, you know, what if something happened, but, but what if something happened, you yeah. know? and. Well, and the fact is, stuff was happening. Yeah. Stuff was happening. Like, yeah. our, our troops and our interests have been under repeated attack across the Middle East, especially after the Hamas terrorists took advantage of, of a Jewish yeah. holiday to attack back on October uh-huh. 7th, right? And so yeah. we've been under repeated attack, and the response has been very right. minimal. There, It's been a weak response that only yeah. invites further attack. Oh, yeah. I mean, in the Red Sea, you've got the... Iran-backed Houthi rebels, they've been firing at U.S. warships and commercial ships in the Red Sea. Um, the number is, is, is sort of unclear. So the, I saw the State Department said over 100 attacks, and then you've got the DOD saying they've just been like 26 recent attacks. But, but you know, I think the counting is different, but, but still, that's a lot of attacks. I think the State Department is counting every single missile and drone, but there's but it's a lot of drones, missiles, and other things that are being shot at warships and commercial vessels in the Red Sea. And the White House last week just warned the Houthis to stop doing it or face consequences. And since then, the Houthis have continued firing. So, <laughs> yeah, they're obviously very scary. <laughs> They've they're yeah. taking your threats, you know, don't do that again, don't do that again, but they, yeah. but yet yet, uh, yeah. mommy and daddy still keep giving them snacks. Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's no, there's no deterrence here. And then, I, I mean, our, our adversaries must be loving the story about Lloyd Austin disappearing for a week. I mean, it's just, it's just really baffling. Both Republicans and Democrats are furious, you know, they're wondering what the heck, you know, what, what the heck was Austin thinking? And also wondering... You know, how could Biden not have noticed that his own defense secretary was gone, you know, for at least three, four days? And Lloyd um, Austin and was a was an army general. Uh, he yeah. sh- should know better than anybody else. I mean, the the, the deputy yeah. over there, uh, probably some left wing activist. Okay, probably didn't, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. Yeah. you don't know how the whole chain of command thing necessarily works. But but <laughs> Lloyd Austin was a general. Um, there's calls to impeach, um, uh, which likely aren't going anywhere based off of the reporting that I've seen. But at least one a Democrat, a House Democrat, is call, is joining Republican calls for Lloyd Austin to resign. As Secretary of Defense. Yeah, so I, I heard that. Um, I think it's a, a guy named Chris Delucio. I don't know if I'm not pronouncing that's his right. name right. But Out that's, of Pennsylvania, okay, yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, so that's significant, and I think many more would be calling for, you know, his uh, resignation impeachment if they, you know, um, weren't afraid of, of getting involved with politics and, and, and really angering the White House. But you have... Um, Jack Reed, so he's the Senate Armed Services Committee chairman, former Army officer, Democrat. That's right. Even he wrote a very, you know, um, stern statement saying, you know, this should never happen again. And, you know, you really bring up a good point about 
the military chain of command. I, so I, I don't see how Austin has the credibility from the rank and file. So, of course, Biden supposedly has full confidence in his defense secretary. But, but what but about everybody underneath him? That's a very right. good point, too, that hasn't been raised. All right. right. Christina Wong, Breitbart News, always a pleasure. Uh, again, I encourage everybody to follow uh, Christina via Twitter. Great information. Thanks for, for your time this morning. Oh, thanks for having me on. Always great to talk to you. All right. Well, we'll have you on again for sure. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Nobody knew that Austin had cancer. Nobody. And, you know, how do you ever trust these people? Do they not know the severity of not having a defense secretary in the dangerous world that we lived in? You know, what what does China think about this? Russia think about this? What does Iran think about this? You know, because you can bet that China is Putin and President Xi and the mullahs in Iran. You know, they probably gleaned a lot of important information from the Biden administration by this one incident. It's pretty unbelievable to me. And nobody's being held accountable. That, to me, should be a fireable offense. It's reckless. It's dangerous for the American people. It's dangerous for our national security. Frankly, even Newsweek got it right that he should resign over this. Check out the Sean Hannity Radio Show later today, right here. You know, personal safety for you and your family is a year-round priority. If you have not developed a plan, put buying Burner, the less lethal pistol, at the top of your 2024 resolution list. Uh, That's Burner. You spell it B-Y-R-N-A. Now, when you're looking for protection, you need a reliable tool that can send potential threats running in the opposite direction. Burner is the answer. Now, I personally own several Burner launchers. Now, they're legal in all 50 states, and Burner can ship their less lethal pistols and rifles directly to your door. As a responsible gun owner, guess what? You need to strategically rethink your approach on the use of force. We need to be smart by starting with less lethal and determining if we need to elevate our use of force to stop a particular threat. A burner is proudly American. It's manufactured in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Just go to burner, B-Y-R-N-A.com slash Hannity right now. You'll get 10% off on your purchase. Now choose burner for peace of mind and the protection of you and your family. That's B-Y-R-N-A.com slash Hannity. On the Rocks, 2441 Main Street in Ward. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Spring Spas and Saunas. Live well, feel better studio. Serving the great state of Montana. From the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right. Hey, one thing I want to play before we run out of time here. I do want to play Trump's response to the whole retribution topic. I mean, we see uh, the Joe Biden administration basically uh, weaponizing the entirety of the federal government against their political opponents, which isn't just Donald Trump. It's peaceful pro-life protesters and others. Uh, but uh, but anyway, uh, Nancy Mace, I've, I've got a few messages here about Hunter Biden and his uh, circus uh, yesterday. You know, Hunter Biden still refusing to comply with a congressional subpoena. Look, if Steve Bannon and uh, Peter Navarro can be prosecuted for defying a congressional subpoena, then Hunter Biden should be prosecuted for defying a congressional subpoena. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, where did I get this message? Uh, let's see. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Monty and Roundup also set, sent this in yesterday afternoon. What makes Hunter Biden think that he has the right to dictate the terms of his testimony before Congress. 
Last time I was involved in a court case, the terms and manner or investigation and prosecution were set by the court and the prosecutors. Uh, let's see. I, I'm going to talk more about the Hunter Biden story uh, coming up in the seven o'clock hour when uh, when uh, David Doble joins us here in the house, because I've got a great Nancy Mace clip that I want to share with you as well. She basically uh, pardon my French here, but it was uh, her words, not mine. She said in front of Congress that Hunter Biden has no balls. <laughs> Wait till you hear that clip coming up in the seven o'clock hour of the show. Uh, but first, so I want to get this in before we run out of time this hour of the show. President Trump had his Fox News town hall last night. And uh, here's what he said about retribution. Looking backwards and grievances and how much would be looking forward? Well, first of all, a lot of people would say that that's not so bad. Look what they did. Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. The FBI Twitter hoax. The 51 intelligence agents hoax. All of these different hoaxes that they did. I mean, you know, a lot of people would say... That's probably quite normal. I'm not going to have time for retribution. We're going to make this country so successful again. I'm not going to have time for retribution. And, and remember this. Our ultimate retribution is success. Our ult- when we had just prior to the China virus coming in, if you don't mind, I'd like to be accurate as opposed to COVID. It is the China virus. It came out of Wuhan. And I said a long time ago in your show, your show it came out of Wuhan. They were saying it came out of caves, bat caves, 2,000 miles away. It came out of Italy. It came out of France. No, it came out of Wuhan, the labs. And I don't, and by the way, I don't think it was done, I think it was done out of incompetence. That's what I think. I believe that a scientist went out, said hello to his girlfriend, and that was the end of that. She died, and then people started dying all over the place. But who knows? Who knows? I can tell you one thing. I got along with President Xi, but I took in. $400 billion in tariffs and taxes from China. And one of the reasons China's not doing so well today is because of those tariffs. And Biden wants to cut them. You know, he got paid off by China after all, so he wants to help the people that gave him a lot of money. But he, you know, he's a Manchurian candidate in a true sense. He got money from China, he got money from Russia. You remember the debate where Chris Wallace, how is he doing, I wonder? But Chris Wallace, <laughs> when, I said, when I said to Biden, I asked him a question, I said, how come you got Three and a half million dollars from the mayor of Moscow's wife. And Chris Wallace wouldn't let me ask me. I said, why are you stopping this? Now it's turned out to be a big deal. I got three and a half million dollars from the mayor of Moscow's wife. I tell you this, uh, we're going to have a success that's so great that I won't have, hopefully, I won't have time for retribution. There won't be retribution. There'll be success. All right. Yeah, there you go. That was President Trump in the Fox News town hall last night. That Chris Wallace line, that was pretty funny. Man, he, he basically said, hey, what happened to Chris Wallace, by the way? And he said it on a Fox News town hall. Of course, Chris Wallace got booted from Fox News, Fox News Sunday never. But yeah, Chris Wallace, when he would moderate those debates, it was just pathetic. Constantly interrupting Trump, but never interrupting or attempting to fact check the other side. Uh, and then wouldn't even let Trump. I mean, what does he think he is? One of these liberal judges? Nope. Donald Trump doesn't get to say anything. No, 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 no. We are just here to smear. He never gets to say anything. All right. David Noble coming up. Woke updates and more right after the Fox News update here in just a few minutes on Montana Talks.